I have a tiny little dharma, which is to save the world. And the way that it manifests for me personally is to inspire people to live a life of wellness and mindfulness. And through doing that, impacting first yourself, the people around you, the animals and the planet. Welcome, Laura Nadia, vegan Dharma certified coach and spiritual life coach. She is a certified personal trainer and Zumba instructor of 10 years, joining us from New Jersey in the US. Host of the Vegan Dharma podcast, winner of the True Strength Plant Power Challenge, founder of Vegans Living with Purpose, and co-founder of the Vegan Wellness World Summit. Laura, it's an absolute pleasure to be speaking with you. Welcome to the Vegan Wellness World Summit as an interviewee. Thank you, David, for the warm welcome and beautiful introduction. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I'm so glad that we are doing this. This is a bit of a role reversal from you. You're normally asking the questions. That's very true. If, if you ever want a confidence boost, everyone, then just uh, list out all the things that, that you've done and have somebody else read it to you. <laughs> so I wanted to start off this by asking you, what Dharma means for anyone who's unfamiliar with the term? Sure. So Dharma, in my understanding and the way I use it, is your soul's purpose. So just to note, there are different usages in other religions and other cultures, such as Buddhism, Jainism, and Hinduism. So it's a little bit different from that. It's a more basic ancient understanding. It comes from ancient Sanskrit and ancient India. And it's essentially why you're here. It's your whole essence. It's your mission statement in life. It's what naturally flows out of you and where you're meant to go with it. So for me, I have a tiny little dharma, which is to save the world. And the way that it manifests for me personally is to inspire people to live a life of wellness and mindfulness. And through doing that, impacting first yourself, the people around you, the animals and the planet. Oh, I love that tiny little Dharma. <laughs> yeah. So how would someone go about finding their Dharma? Well, that's why I am a Dharma coach because it's sometimes it'll be very obvious. Some people if you think of like Adele or Beyonce, you know, the, the voice just comes out of them, right? They were meant to be singers. Some other people, it may take a little bit of work to figure out what are you good at? What do you love doing? What is your purpose? Like, what do you want to change about the world? Who do you want to help? Because at the basis of it, we all want to be helpful. We want to be of service to humanity. And it can be a little intimidating to think of it that way. So when I do Dharma coaching, there's some little baby steps that we can take to uncover things such as what did you love doing as a child? When do you feel lit up? What excites you? And what do you want to see changed in the world? So there's a few different 
methods that we use to bring people through the Dharma discovery process. And that's one of the things that I most enjoy doing is finding out what people are lit up by, what they're meant to be doing on this earth. And a lot of times I think we distract ourselves from it. We do things because we think we're supposed to do them. We fill roles because they're just needed at the time. But what I think people need to understand is that there's room for us all. It's not a zero sum game. There's enough fun jobs, fulfilling jobs to go around. And when we think of jobs, we often think of like the nine to five, like working for a company, but it could be anything. It could be being a mother. It could be being a writer. It could be, you know, like stocking shelves at a store. Everybody has their own role in life. And it goes so far beyond just what you do to make money. So it starts off by just knowing your authentic self. And as simple as that sounds, it's a complicated thing to really pull it out. So I would suggest the very first thing that you can do is adopt a mindfulness practice, starting with your breath, becoming aware of your breath, becoming aware of your thoughts, becoming aware of your feelings, becoming aware of how your body feels, and really tapping into that part of yourself. It starts with your physical being, and then it will elevate into your mind and your soul. So beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for that. I, I did feel like that touched my soul a little bit when you were speaking then. And this is so, so crucial as well, what you're saying, because a lot of people do get stuck in this trap of working the nine to five. And I've been there myself. I'm sure you have and people watching at home that you may not be happy doing what you're doing. And would you say, that if you're not happy, is this an indicator that maybe you're not in your dharma yet? Absolutely. We're so used to not being happy and not being healthy. We're so used to being told work is work. Just push your way through it. You're not going to be happy all the time. Man up, buck up, right? And things as big as not being able to get out of the bed in the morning with, without an alarm, without a coffee, without somebody pushing you and pouring water on your face. Things as big as having trouble in the bathroom, being chronically in pain, always being achy and fatigued. We think of that as normal and normal meaning it's the social norm, right? Most people have that issue, but just because it's normal doesn't mean it's healthy or it's natural. It doesn't mean it's your natural state of being. So if you're not happy and you're having health problems, those two things really tie together. And in the Ayurvedic philosophy, it's an ancient Indian way of understanding how your mind, body, and soul tie together and how health issues tie into greater things like the way you're thinking and your soul, your spirituality, all these things tie together in what is often referred to as alternative medicine. And what we're seeing now is, is Western medicine and Western culture starting to fuse with these ancient Eastern philosophies and modalities. And we're seeing that my health is being affected 
by these things that are actually a deeper issue. And a really easy way of summarizing it is how stress affects your body. So it, it's more complicated than just stress, but for now you can think of it as what happens in my body when I'm stressed, right? People get heart attacks, they get blood clots, they, uh, they have strokes, they go into depression, go into anxiety. They also on the other end, if they're suffering from things like, like cancer or some kind of chronic illness and they alleviate their stress, they start living with more joy, more purpose, more meaning, more movement, better foods, more sunshine, more outdoors time. And they see better results in their body fighting things like cancer, but it's really coming from this deeper place within of being happy and focusing on yourself and focusing on purpose. Yeah. Wow. I love that. So what you're basically saying is it's, it's an indicator if somebody is feeling unwell or they're not feeling good about themselves, that there's some kind of misalignment going on there. How did you end up on this path, Laura? How did you come towards the, the Dharma coaching? Absolutely. It's definitely an indicator of misalignment. I love that term alignment because it reminds us that there's multiple pieces in effect. And in the Ayurvedic philosophy, they talk about the chakras, which are like your energy centers throughout your body. And so you may see things physically manifesting. For instance, if you have a sore throat all the time, that's your throat chakra. Or if you have, you know, heart attack in your, your heart chakra. And these things all tie together with how physically you're feeling these things that go deeper than just physical symptoms. And I came into my alignment by realizing that I wasn't aligned, simply put. So about a year ago, I was working a corporate job and we were mm, a few months into COVID. So working remotely, I was living alone and I just found myself getting more and more depressed. And it just felt like I was forcing myself through the motions and I didn't have permission to get out of this. I don't have permission to go pursue another job or do things that make me happy because work is work. I need to just buck up and make it through this pandemic and just show up to work. Even if I'm completely miserable and my health is failing me. And at one point I just, I couldn't even get out of bed. I ended up having to leave my job because I was laying in bed for almost two weeks and I couldn't even manage to, to log on the computer anymore. I couldn't manage to look at my phone. And you know why? It's because I was trying to force myself away from being happy, being healthy and having purpose. I found Dharma coaching eventually <laughs> after being forced out of this lifestyle, out of the, the nine to five cycle, out of the basically being on autopilot, right? Like checking the boxes. Did I do this? Did I do that? Am I being a good girl? Am I fulfilling the role that I'm supposed to fulfill? It forced me out of that job so that it could clear the way for a new path. And it gave me time and space to go inwards, to really investigate what do I think? How do I feel? What's really important to me? If I were to lose all of my money, all of my assets, what would still matter? Who would I be? Such deep, deep questions that 
we don't necessarily allow ourselves to think about because it's hard. It can be painful. It can be confusing. It can feel like chaos. We don't want chaos. We want order, right? We want to have clarity. We want to know what we're supposed to do every day. But for some people, finding their dharma is going to be a messy process. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be one of those things where you need to clear out maybe a job that you hate, maybe a relationship that's not working for you, maybe moving away from an area that doesn't have what you need there. Sometimes you need to burn away the the ground so that you can grow, so that you can plant something new and allow it to flourish. So I know it can be easy to sometimes look at people who are successful and think, wow, they're just so naturally this and naturally motivated and lucky. And what you'll often find is if you really dig deep, they've gone through some very serious stuff. These periods of chaos, periods of destruction, periods of self-doubt. I had times in my life where I don't want to be alive anymore. It was very dark. There was no hope. I didn't connect with this future version of myself that's sitting here now talking to you. I couldn't even imagine that, but I needed to go through that so that I could eventually find my way to my deeper meaning. So how did I get there beyond just the chaos? It was finding all these healing modalities and being open to alternative practices. I did go through traditional cognitive behavioral therapy with a therapist, you know, like talk therapy. I did mindfulness practices. I did breath work. I meditated. I journaled. I prayed. I connected with other people who have been through similar issues. And eventually I found spiritual communities where I could really be challenged to think beyond what I was used to doing. And in the meantime, I was also doing all those vegan fitness challenges. <laughs> so Which I had is how we met. Community. Yeah. And that took, helped me take care of my physical well-being. So when they, when you hear this term mind, body, soul connection, it can be so easy to just focus on one or two of those things and leave the other one behind, but you really need support in all three areas. And luckily I was able to find communities that supported all three of those things. So the Dharma coaching Institute, where I got my Dharma coaching certification was a huge step towards that. So you need to give yourself time. You need to give yourself space. You need to ask yourself deep, powerful questions about who you really are, what you want to do, what you want the world to be like, and realize that you actually do have power within you to make those changes. Like Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. He's a beautiful human, very inspiring. And I just want to reiterate this idea that you can look at someone like that and elevate them so much that you don't realize that you have power too. Yeah. And um, I, I can see just by talking to you, and I've actually witnessed it as well. You mentioned the vegan challenges, which is how we met, which is like a, a, an eight week fitness challenge that me and Laura did where we were all in a community of vegans all doing the same workouts. And uh, something came to mind when you were explaining your, your story then, which is when the pain of staying the same 
outweighs the pain of change, that's when people normally change. And that's the experience I've had in my life. And it sounds like you've had a similar experience. But we want people to know that you don't have to get to absolute rock bottom before you start to change, before you find your alignment. So always be kind to yourself and recognize that whatever you're doing, you're doing positive things and the universe always has your back. So I was wondering as well how this ties into veganism. So you, you've done your, your Dharma coaching, your, your certification. So, but how long have you actually been vegan and why did you decide to go vegan, Laura? Yeah, I am my fourth vegan anniversary. All y'all who are thinking of going vegan, even if you don't fully do it, just mark the calendar when you start making changes. Trust me, you will <laughs> you'll want to celebrate it later, right? Um, so my four-year vegan anniversary was on September 13th of this year, 2021. So vegan for four years. And that summer, summer 2017, I was 220 pounds. So I was obese. I was actually going to the grocery store several times a week and buying balls of mozzarella cheese. I just remember myself sitting on the couch, binge watching Netflix and eating a ball of cheese every night, pretty much. And it's just, it's hard to imagine that where I am with where I am now. And I think that people like see me as this like exemplary vegan, but literally that's who I was right before I made the change. <laughs> so yeah, just, just be aware of people that we've all, we've all come from somewhere. We've come from humble beginnings. And that summer I was uh, working towards my bachelor's degree. And one of the classes that I took was health psychology. And my psychology teacher had us watch Forks Over Knives, the amazing documentary where it's very health focused, very science focused. And they just show some case studies of these people that have horrible health problems. Like they've had heart attacks and strokes and high blood pressure. And they're just taking like five to 10 different types of pills every single day to manage all of their symptoms. And they're at that point, right? They're at that rock bottom point where they're like, I'm willing to try something new. If there's a chance that I can get off these prescription medications, then sure, why not try <laughs> a whole food plant-based diet for a little bit and see what happens. And sure enough, all of them pretty much reversed their conditions completely. Like they got off of the prescription medications and there's so much great science in that film that showed me that the stereotype of vegans being unhealthy and nutrient deficient and it causing health problems was not true. That it, it opened the door for me to understand that veganism can be healthy. So that was a very important basis, just that little nugget of information that started tearing apart some of these uh, stereotypes and social messaging and marketing against vegan diets. And then I saw actually my sister posted a video called dairy is scary, which is just like a five minute video on YouTube. And it tells you about how the dairy industry works. And I was 29 years old and just learning for the first time that cows aren't some magical animal that just has extra milk, <laughs> that there's a whole process that goes behind it. And it's very exploitative to them. And also, 
you know, the, the baby cows have to go somewhere, right? Like they're the ones that are supposed to be drinking that milk that we take from them. So I just didn't know a lot of these things. So I had these little nuggets of information of, okay, vegans can be healthy and actually can reverse and prevent so many serious health conditions and animals are being treated cruelly and we're taking advantage. And then my mom got breast cancer in September of that year. That was a huge call to action, right? That just brought everything into perspective that these aren't just concepts. They're not just videos that I'm watching. This is happening in real life. The things people eat, the lack of exercise, the stress, all of these things are accumulating into the health problems that are very much preventable in many cases. So yeah, you're, you're sub subject to your genetics and other environmental conditions and, and preset conditions, but what you can control is your diet. What you can control is pushing back against these pressures that we have to like stay in situations that make us really stressed out and unhappy all the time. What you can control is going outside in the, the sun for a few minutes a day, going for a walk. You don't have to be a weightlifter yet. Like if you walk or you dance or you do yoga, like whatever is fun for you to incorporate movement into your day. All these light bulbs just started clicking for me that I had power within me to change this unhealthy, unhappy state I was in that I didn't have to be obese. I didn't have to feel all bloated and uncomfortable. And I didn't have to do what the rest of my family was doing or what anybody else around me was doing because I knew the truth. I knew that there was this opening there that why not just try this thing out and see what it does for my health. And in the meantime, it seems like it'll be helping the animals too. So I went vegan, as we say, cold tofurkey <laughs> overnight. Uh, sometime after my, my mom got, uh, diagnosed and she's fine now, by the way, but I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I did not plan my nutrition. Uh, so I, I did lose some weight initially, but it wasn't in necessarily the, the healthiest way. And that's part of why we're doing this, this summit. And it's part of why I love things like veganfitness.com and their, their challenges. There's other programs like challenge 22 and then veganuary, which starts in January, there's these free or low cost support systems that are out there and just communities of people that can answer all of your questions and support you through your transition. And it would have been a great help for me <laughs> when I started out because I did, uh, I, I did have a little bit of issue with like lower energy and just, yeah, I just wasn't as balanced, but even doing it that way, there were positive effects, you know, like, like I said, losing weight. And I just immediately noticed, you know, within a few weeks of going vegan, I just really noticed the, the mental clarity, you know, now that I'm not eating a ball of cheese every night and instead I'm eating plants and stuff, like I'm getting more nutrients and I'm getting less animal hormones. And there's also that spiritual component to it. I'm not ingesting some other creatures milk that was meant for their baby. I'm not ingesting their body. And in many cases, these are coming from factory farms or just places where they're not treated very well. Even if they say like free range and stuff, a lot of that's an illusion. It's what we want to believe. 
how we want the animals to be treated. So if you're looking for those things on your labels, you might be a future vegan because you do care. <laughs> you do care how they're treated. So the spiritual component is that you're not taking in that energy of essentially tortured animals anymore. And I think everyone's a future vegan secretly, <laughs> because if you ask anybody, you know, do you love animals? 99% of people are like, yeah, I love animals. So you're already vegan. You just haven't maybe aligned with your habits yet. I'm glad that your uh, mother is okay. And uh, for people that don't know about tofurkey, it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like turkey, but it's tofu, tofu turkey, tofurkey, very high in protein, very, very delicious as well. And um, you mentioned the mental clarity and, and some of the other things there. But what has been the main benefits for you personally since going vegan? The main benefit is the clarity, not just mentally, but spiritually. It has allowed me to get more in touch with my true self. And with your original question about like when I first went vegan and if it's tied to, to Dharma and spirituality, I would say absolutely. I would say that a lot of vegans uh, equate it to like exiting the matrix per se. In a way you are, because at least at this time in society, you are entering kind of a subculture, but it is the future, as you said. And when you start learning these things, like how the cows are treated, like, oh, the, the baby calf has to be taken away and slaughtered so that it's not drinking the milk oh, they're, they're putting an image of a cow with a smiling face on the milk, but now I know this thing that happens with them. They're not happy. So these things don't match up. When I'm being told that soy is unhealthy, and then I go to a panel on breast cancer for my mom's breast cancer uh, research team, and they're presenting slides about how organic soy can treat and prevent breast cancer. And that's exactly the opposite of what I've been told. Then you start noticing all of these glitches in the matrix. You start noticing these things that don't add up. And it makes you want to question little by little other things that are going on. So I do think it's the one of the first steps in a spiritual awakening process, or it could be. It might not be something that you're expecting when you transition, but it's a beautiful side effect, right? because you're letting go of some of the influences that come from even just physically ingesting another being or their byproducts. You're clarifying your own body physically. And then physically, when you are aligned, then the next step is your mind. Your mind starts to get cleared up. And when your mind is on par, then you get to elevate into your spiritual being. So I absolutely think veganism and spirituality do tie together more than just ethically, more than just in a philosophical way, because yeah, obviously you're going to feel a little bit better that you're not doing something that's morally against your deep beliefs, but it also completely purges all these other energies out of your body so that you can get in touch with your own energy. And what you said about the matrix as well is so relevant, red pill, blue pill. When you said you were unaware until you were 29, what was actually happening? Because there's so much misinformation out there, it's kind of easy to go 
your whole life without ever questioning some of these things. Dairy's good, soy's bad. And then once you start going down the rabbit hole, you know, you take, take the blue pill and you find out some of these truths that will just absolutely blow your mind. You mentioned community as well, Laura. We met through the vegan coaching group and you actually won the challenge. And I wanted to ask, how has coaching helped you on your journey? Yeah, having coaches is so important. And if you've never had a coach before, it can be a little intimidating to think of investing in that. Number one, I mean, the, the money, right? You have to pay for the coach. But money is energy. Money is your opportunity to invest actually in yourself first. So you're investing in you and your transformation. And you're investing in that, that coaching, which many times is actually also a small business, an entrepreneur. So you're supporting yourself. You're supporting them. And then if you're doing like a vegan fitness coaching, for instance, you're also supporting the animals and the, the charity, like vegan charities, and you're supporting all of the community members. So your money is going to so many beautiful places. And that investment in itself, just, just paying for a coach first off is it's like good karma, right? Like you're putting that good energy out there and it will come back to you. And when you pay for coaching, you know, you're going to show up, <laughs> you know, you're going to show up, you know, you're going to give extra effort and that's going to help you get your results too. So those are two things just right off the bat. When you choose to get a coach and you pay for it before you even start doing any of the work. And then when you start doing the work, a coach can help give you an objective view of what you're doing. So when we do our vegan fitness challenges, you upload pic progress pictures. So you have starting photos and then you check in on a weekly basis and submit pictures of yourself and you check in with your weight and you tell them, you know, have you been following the program? Have there been any changes? And what I noticed personally, and I think a lot of people can relate to this is that in the beginning, there was a right and a wrong of my pictures. There was a right and a wrong of how I was doing the program. There was a right and wrong weight. <laughs> I was so judgmental of everything that I was uploading. And I even got into a mental state at one point where I didn't want to check in. I was scared to check in. And it's because I was judging myself so much. And when I did have the courage and push myself to do the check-ins and I would get that feedback from the coach and she would say, I'm talking about Kylie with the vegan fitness team specifically, uh, but Kylie would always show up and say, you're, you're right on track. You're doing an amazing job. Wow. Great job. In my head, I wasn't doing a great job. I wasn't doing enough. My transformation wasn't quick enough. I was fat. I was ugly. I, was, I weighed too much, like all these horrible negative thoughts. And then I have my coach telling me the complete opposite, that I'm doing a great job. And you need somebody like that on your side. And they're, they're not just saying it. It's not just like your friend that's uh, abetting you, like trying to make you feel better. It's somebody that's fully invested in your progress. So when they say you're on track, they'll, they'll let you know if you're not on track. They'll let you know if you need to make changes. But it helps you completely reframe your mindset. It helps bring to light the things that you're thinking about yourself that are just stories that you're making up in your head. And not only that, they obviously are very qualified in things like fitness and nutrition and how to coach people. And 
modifications, like I have an ankle injury, for instance, and uh, I'm always getting great advice on how to, to work with that or around that. So having the coach on your side, it's going to give you the expertise. It's going to give you the motivation. It's going to give you that objective perspective that you can't see just doing it by yourself. And it allows you to make an investment in yourself, in a coach, in everybody that that coach or coaching company supports, in any charities they donate to. And it just elevates your energy in a way that you otherwise would never be able to accomplish alone. Yeah. And I'd go as far as saying that we wouldn't actually be doing this right now, this wellness summit, if it wasn't for coaching, uh, we would have, wouldn't have met. So that's a, that's a strong message for people to, to invest in yourself, get a coach because you're going to get so much back from that small investment. You, it, it's the energy elevation that you mentioned there that I love so much. If everyone became more in tune with this, with their dharma, right, their life purpose, and everyone got coaching, how do you think this would change the world? I just want to sit in that for a moment because that is the vision. Do you have any idea what the world would be like? You, you wouldn't go to a store and have the, the associate be rude to you. <laughs> you wouldn't have a bunch of angry people in traffic every day, like, I have to get to work. You know, that there would be so much more alignment with everything, that everything would be moving in a flow. It wouldn't feel so forced. It wouldn't feel so pressured. Our stress levels would drop and we would be able to focus our energy, not on forcing ourselves through the day to our dharma, to our purpose, to what we want to see changed in this world. So people would be kinder to each other. People would be less selfish. People would be less focused on material things. They'd make smarter decisions. They buy things that have meaning to them. They donate, they volunteer. They wouldn't have to worry so much about, I need to protect all of these things because other people have more than me and I need more. It would essentially erase that whole concept of the scarcity mindset that you don't have enough, you need more. Everybody would feel abundant. Everyone would feel loved. And all that would do is increase the abundance, increase the love all around the world. And I know that sounds, sounds kind of like a hippie thing to say, <laughs> but it is true. You know, I, I could lay out a whole PowerPoint presentation for you if you want with the science behind it. But essentially what you need to know is that people produce their best results, not under pressure, not from following hustle culture, not from over productivity, but actually from being in a state of alignment, from being in a state of clarity that only comes from knowing your true purpose and owning it. So yeah, it would change the world. And you know what? The world would go vegan. <laughs> I just want to bask in what you've just said there, because I think you've raised my vibration a little bit, thinking about, you know, the whole world living in harmony and serving each other. It's, it's something that, that's so powerful. And I think we have it in us as a, as a species to be able to do this, but we might be a little bit far away from that where we are now. What do you think everyone watching needs to know about health and wellness? 
simply that you deserve it, that it's something that starts off small that you can do every day, that it's not something that you have to buy. It comes from within you. Your natural state of being is to be happy and to be healthy. Your body can heal you. So when you buy medicine, when you buy food, when you buy services, healing services and massages and acupuncture, all these things, all you're doing is elevating your body's own ability to heal itself. When you're sick, when you're not aligned, when you're, you have imbalances in your body, you're just buying products that help return your body to its natural state. It starts with you. It starts with you loving yourself and appreciating yourself how you are right now. You may want to strive to be something else, strive to be stronger or lose weight or be better, or be prettier or whatever, but it starts with today. It starts with right in this moment, knowing that you are enough just the way you are and that you deserve to be happy and healthy. So what other advice do you have for new vegans and those watching who are just starting to transition their lifestyle or they they know they want to transition their lifestyle totally so number one i would say know your why know why you want to transition and if it's something like i just want to lose a few pounds or i want to get stronger get get a little more detailed so I used to be a quality engineer and my main role was to do root cause analysis. So when people would say something like, I want to lose five pounds, I would say, why do you want to lose five pounds? They'd say, because I'm overweight. Why do you feel you're overweight? Because I don't like how I look. Why don't you like how you look? And just keep asking why and why and why, and you'll get down to a much deeper meaning. A lot of times it'll be something simpler than you could have thought. Like, I just, I just want to be happy. I just want to feel comfortable in my body. I just want to feel like I can do things and like go on hikes and go up the stairs without losing my breath. And those are perfectly acceptable and respectable reasons to be doing things. It doesn't have to be some grand gesture. It could literally be, I want to be able to, to walk up the stairs. I want to be able to pet my dog without thinking about animal cruelty. It doesn't matter what it is. Just figure out what your reasons are and be honest with yourself. And those will help you get through the moments that may be a little more difficult. If you have cravings or you have unsupportive friends or family, get made fun of, you just are in situations like you're at a restaurant, you don't know what to order. Your why is what will get you through that because it's so much more important than any present moment any present problem. So find your why, find a community, find a supportive community or hire a coach or both. Ideally, you don't have to do it alone. There's so many people out there that have been through this journey before, and they'll have such amazing advice for you. So you may be going and looking for advice from people that haven't been through this experience themselves, and they're not going to be able to relate to you in the same way. They may give you some decent advice, but what you really need is other people who are where you want to be. So when we aspire to people like Nimai Delgado, one of our vegan fitness coaches, or Joaquin Phoenix, or any of the amazing vegans out there, aspire to be to where be where they are, be and be around their company. Because when you ingest their content, when you ingest their motivation, it's going to inspire you to go that direction. And you're going to feel more at home instead of 
constantly being around environments that make you feel like you're different. It'll strengthen you. Yeah. It'll strengthen you because you can't avoid, right? You can't avoid the world. You're going to be out there in some uncomfortable situations. But the more time you spend around people who are where you want to be, you're going to feel stronger when you get into those situations. And you've inspired me as well with what you've just said, which is, is so powerful. And um, I like what you said about asking the questions. I've heard it called seven levels deep. Um, when you just ask why, maybe six or seven times until you get to the root of it. And then you know your why. And I do feel like a lot of vegans as well, especially new vegans, will try and do this alone. And they have their friends and their family who maybe don't quite understand, you know, why they're doing it. So the community aspect, like you said, Laura, was so important for me because I would felt isolated for a long time. And I just wanted to emphasize that, that there's always support out there. And some of these vegan communities, they are the nicest, kindest, most respectful people you could ever meet in the world. And why wouldn't you want to be in a community with people like that, that are just trying to do their best and make the world a better place? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And these challenges like Challenge 22, Veganuary, veganfitness.com, all these places that are geared specifically to helping people transition, they're going to be so supportive and they're also going to know how to talk to you. So they're not telling you, oh, well, honey's not vegan and this thing's not technically vegan and that thing and that thing. So, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes vegans can be a little specific and, uh, you know, the vegan police come out <laughs> to let you know that there's more and more that you can do. And, and we forget that it starts off small, right? It starts with little by little, the small choices that you're making and, if you're the type of person that you, you don't want to be criticized as much, then just be aware of that, that um, non-vegans and vegans alike might make you feel a little bit pressured and you want to be in a, a lower pressure community. So find a place like that where you do feel at home and you feel like you're allowed to ask questions. You feel like you're allowed to make mistakes because it is okay. It is okay. No matter what anybody tells you, you're not going to not be a vegan anymore just because you slip up once or twice. We need everybody in the world making better decisions, not a few people being perfect. So to wrap up the interview, as you know, Laura, we do this fun little thing. It's a quick fire round, the fast five. So I'm going to ask you five questions. If you can say the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? What's your favorite animal? Tiger. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> if you could only eat one thing, one food, or maybe one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Tofu scramble with lots of veggies and nooch and spices. Yum. What's your favorite vegan film or documentary? Game Changers. Game Changers. And you mentioned Forks Over Knives as well, which is another great one. Yeah. Which person has had the biggest influence on your vegan journey? I think it's a tie between Bianca Taylor and Nimai Delgado, <laughs> the founders of vegan fitness and veg nutrition. What is your favorite quote, mantra, or affirmation? Be the change you wish to see in the world, Gandhi. 
and I feel like that's so um, su such a good way to wrap up this whole discussion, which is being about finding your dharma, going vegan, being ready to change. I'm just so grateful to be able to share this experience with you. And uh, I send so much love to you. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today. Yeah, thank you, David. And beautiful questions that you asked there and allowing me this space to go beyond my, you know, my fitness training, my nutrition training, and talk about the spiritual side of things. You're living in your dharma. I can just feel it when you speak. It's, you know, it's powerful. Where can the audience members connect with you? On social media or? Yeah. So Instagram, Facebook, I'm the Vegan Dharma Coach. You're just at Vegan Dharma Coach. And you can join the Vegans Living with Purpose community, which intersects ve uh, veganism and mindfulness. So go to veganslivingwithpurpose.com. And you can find me on the Vegan Wellness World Summit moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, any other projects you're currently working on? Is there anything that you would like to share with the audience before we wrap up? Well, I'm just currently moving into vegan Dharma coaching and I want to work with new vegans, especially to help you find your purpose, help you discover and embody your Dharma. So I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and that's available right now. Just send me a DM on Instagram, vegan Dharma coach or email me laura at lauranadia.com and we'll get you started on finding your purpose. Thank you so much, Laura. Thanks, David. <laughs>